Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Nathan Brown Show, live from Walk-Ons, Sports Bistro in Conway on 106.7 Buzz 2. Bears looking at double pass here. Kylan James with time, has an opportunity downfield, caught. Gerard Barnes is off to the races. 20, 10, 5. The Bears are the best in America at the running back pass for touchdowns. Over the next hour, Coach Brown and Bears broadcaster Justin Acri will recap previous games, highlight outstanding performances, and look ahead to what's next for Central Arkansas football. Returnable from the 17. Richmond across the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. He's got one man to beat. He's down the sideline. He's into the end zone. For the second time this year. The Nathan Brown Show is presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway. And broadcasted live at their location at 955 South Amity Road. And also brought to you in part by HD Roofing and Construction. Highland Dairy. La Quinta Inn and Suites Conway. Moik's RV. And Fairfield Inn and Suites. They're going to bring some pressure it looks like. They're going to hand it off the Bears to off the right side. And there he goes. Hale of midfield, 40, 35, 30, slips a tackle, 25, 20, 10, 5, pylon, and yes, touchdown, Central Arkansas, Darius Hale. Now let's head to walk-ons and join Nathan Brown and Justin Acree. Play action, McElvain, pressure coming, throwing outside, wide open again, Kylan James. Touchdown, Central Arkansas, 18 yards. And there are Bears running wild all over Southern Utah. All right, welcome in tonight for the Nathan Brown Show. Justin Akery and the coach here at Walk-Ons in Conway. Great to be with you. And, Coach, uh, you had a lot of guys running open in the first half and a, a game that turned out to be pretty dramatic, 29-27. And I guess if it was easy, everybody would do it. But congratulations, another win. You guys stay perfect in conference play. And, Anywhere you can escape with a victory, you got to feel good about it. Yeah, I, I think that was, you know, obviously goal number one was to come out of there with a win, and, and obviously we were fortunate enough to do that. Uh, you know, we left some meat on the bone. There's no doubt about it. Um, the elements were uh, stacked against us. The trip was stacked against us. Obviously, uh, we talked about the elevation all week with our players. Uh, we thought we took the proper precautions. I, you know, looking back, I, I wouldn't change a thing we did. I thought we were prepared. We started fast. Um, you know, but but look, we were playing in their environment, and that's a tough place to play. I told told our team and our staff on Sunday that team that team's gonna be a tough out, especially especially out there. Um, teams go and play them for the rest of the year, and uh, I think they've got some talent, and uh, you know they've obviously played well all year. They've just haven't been able to get the close ones, and so we were fortunate enough to get out of there with a win for sure. Well, winning close games certainly is the mark of a championship team, and you're gonna have some games like that. I think you knew going in. You, you and I were talking last week, and I saw a little bit of trepidation. Not that you don't have a lot of confidence in your team, but obviously with all the factors you already talked about, and not to mention they've got a top-notch defense yep. and some of the best individual players you're going to see this year, you knew it was not going to be an easy escape, even as easy as things were coming early. Well, we and we talked about it all week as a team that, that this was not – look, the things, everything was against us. And so a late kick, right? I mean, it's 7 o'clock our time when the kickoff starts. Uh, you're obviously in a foreign, foreign uh, stadium, a foreign city to our program, first time we've been – uh, to, to the Cedar City to play Southern Utah, uh, you know, and 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 just the altitude and the and the difference in the climate and the way 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 you approach. I mean, all week last week we were practicing in 95 degree heat, and then we go to you know tw- 
20 mile to gust to 30 mile per hour wind, the rain for most of the game, and yeah. and uh, you know that neutralizes a lot when you get in elements like that. So yeah, this game scared me to death, and and I think our guys came out fast. Um, we came out and set the tempo, but you're right. Winning a close game like that when it matters. Look, we've been a, we've, we've rolled out a lot of wins over the last couple of years, but most of those wins are double-digit wins. And so to win a game in a tight one like that, and actually Will, who we'll talk to in a minute, texted me later that night and said, Coach, that's a playoff-type win. Mm-hmm. Going and winning a game like that where your defense is on the field, they've got to make a two-point conversion stop. They get them basically four and out to w- to win the game. Uh, that's, how you, that, that, that's exactly what it is. is that's a championship pedigree-type win. Yeah, and if, if things weren't tough enough, you get the weather delay. Oh, man. And I will tell you that during the weather delay, um, we were looking for tacos, and I took a nap. What were you doing? I took a nap underneath the uh, the table, Coach, because I like to get my mind right when we get a break like that. You guys, on the other hand, man. we're trying to stay hyped up and loose. Well, and that's the tough part. When you get in a situation like that, and what, what goes unnoticed is Southern Utah game one had about a two-hour delay at Arizona State, so they've done it already this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so they had a dust storm or something come through the the game when they played Arizona State, and it, it delayed it an hour and a half to two hours. So it, you know, anytime you're on the road and you're having to uh, you're having to get some sort of delay or something to get you off off script. I mean, that's difficult. So we sat there. We tried to figure out, keep our guys loose. We made some adjustments. We did some different things. But, but man, at the end of the day, you're sitting there looking at each other for an hour, and you're not able to be at your home 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 uh, locker room where you can change cleats, put you know, take your pads off, dry off, you know, do some different things. We're wet as can be. You know, we're sitting in there soggy in a, in a tight room. And, uh, you know, our guys, I thought, did a good job coming out and really handling. We thought we had to score one more time to win the game. Obviously, we would have rather that been a touchdown than a field goal. Um, but but we just wanted to get at that point. We just wanted to get out of there because, I mean, that it, all the cards are stacked against you at that point. No doubt. Uh, again, 29-27 the final. And, you know, they were obviously going to focus on stopping the run. Yeah. And, and uh, you guys were able to come out and threw it around. And Will McElvain ended up having a career day. Uh, career high for attempts, for completions, for yards. We're going to talk to him tonight, along with Tamari Wilson, who had a phenomenal game uh, as part of that great defensive effort. Interesting stat today. I started doing a little research. This is normally something I leave to Steve Owens. But um, you guys are one of seven teams in the country that are top 25 in total offense and top 25 in total defense. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's been great. Yeah, all three phases yeah. pretty good. Yeah, and, and that's what it takes. I thought, in, you know, two guys that are here tonight, you know, I thought – the first play of their offensive, you know, we took it down, to, got a field goal, kick, great kick by Jake Gaster into the wind. You know, I was, I, we had a, you know, a distance we were, we were comfortable with, and he sliced that ball right through the wind, put it through the uprights, and then on defense, we needed a quick stop to set the tone. Well, we knew they were going to get number eight the ball. He was their playmaker. We'd heard uh, just through our intel, through watching them on film, number eight's their kind of playmaker. Uh, Tamari Wilson's on one side of the hash. They run a reverse, and he 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 runs about as fast as he can. But you know they do those 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 uh you know mile per hour deals you know in the NFL. Yeah. I, I promise you, he'd have been one of the highest in college football. He comes down, gets a tackle for loss for four yards. That set the whole tone of the game because that could have been a big play if he wasn't there. Well, tackles for loss were a big key to this game. You guys created a lot of negative plays, and you're averaging six and a half a game. Had more than that in this one, and. You know, let me ask you about the safeties, too. And, you know, we talked to Trey last week, and obviously we talked about Cam quite a bit this year. Um, but it seems like your safeties especially are making more plays around the line of scrimmage this year yeah. than normal. Is that is that by design, I guess, for the defense? Well, that's a stacks defense. I mean, uh, look, we, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hang our hat with our corners playing one-on-one football. And, and so when you do that, you don't have a lot of safety help. They can add to the run. And so T-Bird's down around the, around the ball a lot more. 
Cam Godfrey is one of the most physical pound-for-pound players probably in the country. Uh, he's around the ball a lot more at that nickel position. So, yeah, we, th- that's a Coach Stack's, uh, you know, t- attacking style defense. You know, we're not – when I say attacking, we're not going to sit there and bring the house and blitz every play. But what we are going to do is we're going to be aggressive. And, uh, obviously, we've got the type of players on the back end that can do that. Coach, one of the negatives, I guess, out of this one was the 14 penalties for 147 yards, which is really unheard of by uh, this program and, and under your your uh, – you're coaching, yep. and so it's it was just a weird day. And, and there were some tough calls. There were a couple of plays that were very uncharacteristic, I think, by some of your guys. Some of them were aggression plays. Um, you know, you had one where you, you guys roughed the punter. He fumbled it, and it was obviously – it's easy to be aggressive in that situation. And then you had one where you hit a punt return a little early, which could have been yep. costly yep. late in the game, gave them better field position. Um, but obviously a couple of tough pass interference penalties. Yeah. And then let's talk about the, what happened with the snap. And a lot of people are thinking, okay, what happened there? They're, you guys call timeout. You're set up for a play. It's a short yarded situation. You guys decide to go for it. And then all of a sudden the ball is being snapped by your quarterback, which is very out of the ordinary. Yeah. That hadn't really been an issue all year. So what, what happened from your perspective? Well, uh, you know, on that play, I called a timeout. I was going to be aggressive. Our players like, like, like us being aggressive. We thought we had a right, the right play um, call for that situation, and we did. We had the right play call. What we did was we ran a check with me. We had Will look to the sideline to make sure we were getting the proper look. Well, as he was looking to the sideline, uh, you know, we, we, you know, all of college football, if you watch college football, that, it's not in the NFL. They're still, they're still on a verbal ca- cadence. It's a, it's a clap. And, and so on the clap, uh, we snapped the ball, and, and one of their defenders clapped a few times. It got our center to jolt, and obviously Will was looking to the sideline when that happened. And so it could have been a disaster. Didn't lose the game because of it, but it was a pivotal moment. Uh, you know, a little frustrated. They missed it. That's what they're supposed to be looking for. But they said they didn't see it. I, I got my uh, my two cents in, let them know how I felt about it, and moved on. And what's the call on that, if they call it properly? It'd be a delay of game on them. Okay. Yep, a gotcha. delay of game on them. All right. Well, let's hope that's not an issue going forward. But uh, obviously a very, very challenging game this week. But it's back on the stripes, and the Bears are home for the entire month of October. Maybe the first time in school history that's ever happened. We'll talk more about the upcoming game, and we'll hear from Will McIlvain and Tamarian Wilson coming up in a bit. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show on Buzz 2 1067. From Walk-Ons and Conway. If you have a question or comment for the head bear, send Justin a message on Twitter at JustinAkry7. Now, back to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, 955 South Amity Road, on the Buzz Radio Network. Play action, drop it off, Owens again, touchdown Central Arkansas, a stroll through Southern Utah for Jordan Owens. All right, welcome back here to Walk-On's, and it was great to see the tight end get in the mix the other night as uh, part of the offensive output for Central Arkansas as the Bears get out of southern Utah with a victory, and it was a uh, long trip. Beautiful setting, obviously, with a mountain backdrop, Coach, and uh, not far from Zion National Park and Bryce Canyon, a great, great setting. And uh, it didn't seem like, to me, your team looked fatigued. It looked like the other team that kind of wore down as each of the two halves wore on. Yeah, I thought our guys did a good job. I mean, I think we prepared. I think we're in shape. Uh, you know, all those things that factor into those situations. We had a little bit of oxygen on the sideline if guys needed it. Um, you know, there, there was some fatigue a little bit from time to time, but guys would, guys would get on the sideline and take a breather. You saw us rotate our backs a little bit off big runs. Uh, we didn't really tempo into stuff a lot like we do, um, and that was strategic. You know, we knew we had to keep those guys fresh. I mean, you can't sit there and wear a guy down. They may, you know, because if you – 
if you do that, they're going to be out for, for an extended amount of time throughout the game. So I thought we did a good job on rotations with our defensive front, uh, you know, and even even with our, with, with our offensive line. Coach Boykin did a good job rotating those guys in and out a little bit as well. So, um, you know, it, it, was a, it was a good strategic effort on our part, but, you know, dealing with the elements. Well, let's bring in the quarterback, Will McIlvain, 29-48 completions and attempts, 349 yardage and three touchdowns. Uh, the completions, attempts, and yards all – career highs and will you go over a thousand yards for the season congratulations on the win it was a hard-fought victory for sure thank you yes sir so you know we talked a little bit before the show and uh, you know again it was a it was a tough deal down the stretch there uh and i know you felt like you guys left a little bit on the field easily could have scored 50 really in this one i mean you guys definitely missed a, a few opportunities and a couple of penalties that went against you guys didn't help things either but um how'd you feel as far as the way the offense operated especially in the first half I feel like we, we came out hot. I think we just got to keep that throughout the game. And, uh, you know, especially in moments of adversity, uh, continue to play hard and execute because uh, that stuff is going to happen down the stretch, especially when you're playing better teams. So you guys were getting some really wide-open guys in the first half. I mean, I think about Gerard Barnes, and, I mean, he was able to really shake loose early on. Um, what were you seeing from the defense, and what was working for you guys to get dudes loose? Yeah, I think they just did a good job running routes, and Coach Collins was doing a good job calling the right plays at the right time. It wasn't anything new that we did. It was, it was plays that we had, and uh, we were just executing very well. How was the environment for you? I mean, did the elevation bother you? How was playing in the mountains? I mean, obviously, there's some there's some upside there from a scenery standpoint, but once the game begins, it's just football. Did it bother you at all? Uh, not me, just because I don't do as much running around as some of the other guys, so I can't say it's, it's not real, but for me, it didn't affect me as much. Were you anticipating defensively what you guys saw from them? I mean, were you expecting them to try to stop the run first? I mean, obviously, you guys have really had a lot of success with that so far this year. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, obviously, coming into it, they were one of the statistically the best run-stopping defenses, and then knowing who we have, I think they were trying to take some pride in that, especially early on when they were getting a couple stops on some runs. You could tell they were pretty hyped up about it, and that's what they wanted to do. So uh, we ended up, you know, breaking some off, so I think, you know, it was a, it was a good battle. Tell me about the end of the game from your perspective. I mean, what was the pressure like for you guys? And obviously the defense had to make a couple of key plays late, but uh, how did you guys feel going down the stretch there when they, they started catching up? Yeah, it was definitely nerve-wracking, but I, I uh, just had faith in our defense. You know, they had played well all day, and I felt like if we could make them have to go at least the length of the field that they probably wouldn't get down there. And, uh, you know, there's so many playmakers on defense. That, you know, one of those guys is going to make a play in a critical moment, and, and they did, so it was clutch. Okay, well, let's talk about – I want to talk about a couple of known quantities for this offense and then a couple of – or at least one piece that was sort of new. And we've been waiting for Jordan Owens. He's a guy that just looks the part. And a guy that obviously started the season injured, hadn't had a chance to really integrate himself into the offense, had a couple of key catches, and we heard the touchdown part of it. But obviously the one before that was fantastic as well. Um, what, what have you seen from him and his growth, and, and what, what does he add to your offense, do you feel like, as a – a you know real pass catching threat in the offense as yeah he, tight end. he's a great player whenever you have a tight end that can you know not only block but run routes and get open is uh definitely a benefit to you as a quarterback to you know be able to drop it off and obviously he's a big guy and he's a good athlete so i think that you know he just needs to continue to get comfortable with it and uh you know he can take it as far as he wants to as a quarterback how would you rate his throwing ability as a former high school quarterback <laughs> I've, I've never really seen any practice i don't know he's probably pretty smooth i heard he's got a cannon <laughs> yeah he probably does I mean, he's a big old dude yeah yeah so let's talk about your growth um, and literal growth. You put on some weight this year, year to year? Did you put on a few pounds or no? Maybe, maybe a little bit. Probably okay. Not. Well, the, the book has you listed a few pounds heavier, so I didn't know if you'd actually put on weight or if that was by design or not. You don't look a lot different. I just wasn't mm-hmm. sure if you had or not. He's bulked up a little bit. Yeah? Okay. What about uh, as far as your development? All I'm hearing from guys is leadership, 
comfort. I mean, how do you feel year to year? How much different is it for you this year versus last year? Yeah, I think just coming back and, and already have done it for one year and being around the same coaches and the same receivers and kind of knowing already, you know, what you have to change uh, for the upcoming season to progress on things that you maybe lacked last year. So I think that was just kind of, you know, my approach and also just being, you know, more comfortable with Coach Collins and knowing what he wants and him knowing what, what I like. And I think that's a big part of it. How much do you change the, the play at the line? Uh, not often. Usually, yeah. I think usually we got to call well, and we just kind of roll with it. We yeah. go pretty fast. So, did you guys ever get sideways after a, a, an audible or anything? We yeah. had Jim McMahon on the show today, and he was talking about how now obviously Coach Collins wasn't a tight end; he was a quarterback, so he has a good understanding. Jim, Jim McMahon was telling us today that you know Ditka would call plays, and he said sometimes it was like he was pulling him out of a hat, so he would get sideways with Ditka. You guys don't have that situation, but did you guys ever get sideways on a, on a change call? No, no, okay, no. You guys have a good rapport. Maybe yeah. a re- maybe a read. Yeah. Okay. A, po- a, po- a post snap deal. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So let me ask you about one other guy that is sort of rising this year that we were expecting to hear from, and we have quite a bit as Miles Butler. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you seen as a quarterback from him? Obviously, you got a lot of trust in him too. Yeah, for sure. He's one of the most hardworking guys on the team. Like you'll catch him every day in practice, especially through fall camp and in indoor catching balls on the jugs. Not trying to be seen, just something that he does, and he takes it serious, and he loves it, and. And obviously that makes me just have trust with him. He wants to be great. So, you know, I, I respect him as much as anybody on the team. And then a couple of guys you did know, we all knew about, which was Gerard, who was one of your leading receivers last year, and Kylan James, who was the other leading receiver last year. First from Gerard, um, obviously he had a really good game the other night, got, got lose quite a bit. What do you like about the way he plays? And, and obviously you've been able to find him quite a bit this year. Yeah, he's just a, he's just a good player. He runs good routes. Uh, you know, he's an older dude, so he understands football. And uh, I think, you know, we have so many weapons. For me, it's just about running the play the right way and, and getting the ball out of my hands and into those guys' hands. Yeah, they put a lot more on you this week. I mean, it's been, you know, a little bit uh, more of a run-oriented game, and obviously this week you throw it almost 50 times, so a little bit different deal. Let's talk about Kylan. You know, I don't think had a carry the other night, but you threw it to him nine, nine catches the other night and a couple of touchdowns, so huge impact for him. For sure. You know, Coach, you were talking about guys that can fly. I mean, Kylan has shown another he gear, he and he was go. already fast, so... Mm-hmm. What do you like about what he does? And, and obviously, he brings some versatility. You guys can do a lot of different things with him. Yeah, he's probably the most versatile player that I've been around. He just wants to win. You know, he comes out the same player every single week. He plays hard. Uh, he's super smart. I think he kind of gets, you know, how, how many things that he has to do and know when he's on point with it kind of goes unnoticed. So he's just he's a great player. And then uh, this week, I want to ask you about the Red Hawks. You guys obviously know them well. That was a game, I think, last year that most people felt like got away from you guys and shouldn't have. It was an interesting game, but uh, they were a really good team last year. Another, you know, really good product this year, although their record doesn't indicate that. They've obviously been very close with some losses this year. What's your expectation on the game? And then also, is this one you kind of had circled? Because a few guys told me they did. Yeah, for sure, I would say so. I think, you know, you got to shoot every game the same, but obviously we, we know walking into it, this is a really good team. Obviously the record doesn't show it, but they played some good teams and they've lost some close games. So we know on Saturday, you know, we've got to play uh, well and play clean to, to come out on top. You feel pretty good. You said a little bit sore, but not bad. Nothing, nothing too serious. No, not bad. I'm, I'm good. All right, very good. Good luck this week. He's Thank fine. You. He's fine. He's always all right, isn't he? <laughs> Thanks, Will. Thank you. All right, that's Will McElvain, quarterback here at Central Arkansas. And uh, there you go. Yeah, give it up for Will. Uh, over a thousand yards passing now, Coach. We were talking about his numbers and sixty-five percent. Ten touchdowns, just two picks this year, and five to one. I think most quarterbacks pretty, pretty thrilled with that. Yeah, and, and and I think what what we've seen Will do uh, this year so well is just be. Not, not, not only is he he can make every throw and he's a, he's managed his game like a pro, um, but but he's but he's but he's he's coming to the sideline. He's telling us what he's seeing. I, and he probably did that last year and, and and all that. But he understands, excuse me, what what Coach Combs is looking for, what my expectations are, 
I mean, he comes to the sideline and he's giving us his his feedback, and that's that's where you get a great quarterback when that starts happening. We're about to uh, hit a break here in just a minute, but before we do, we'll hit on a couple of other things offensively. We're going to talk to Tamari and Wilson on the other side, the safety from Brian. Let me uh, finish up on the offensive side of things, Coach. Uh, sixth in the FCS now in total offense, 477 yards a game, and I don't think they even count in the numbers from the, the Texas college game. But, uh, again, you got to be happy with the way things are clicking. And, you know, we talked about uh, giving them kind of the, the Mustang look last yeah, week and yeah. giving them something extra to prepare for. But you guys obviously showed – uh, a very elite passing game this last week, something you really hadn't unleashed until this last game. Well, when I say we run a multiple offense, that means you do what it takes to win. And so this week it took Will throwing it almost 50 times to win. And so, uh, you know, that that's the important thing on offense. You can't be one-dimensional. You know, you can't be – people always go, well, you got to run a balanced attack. you got to be balanced. you got to be balanced to win a championship. Balance doesn't necessarily mean you're 50-50. I mean, that to me, balance means – You've got the, you've got the pedigree, you got the people, you got the you got the personnel to go do what it takes to win. And on Saturday, it took Will having a great night yeah. uh, when the run game was sputtering just a little bit. Well, you guys have been almost 50-50 on the air when you look at the numbers: 159 passes, 1144 in total yardage through the air, 177 runs, 1239 on the ground. Right. So that's, that's pretty good balance, that's I would good. say. That's hard to hard to prepare for. Yeah, 14 touchdowns rushing, 11 passing, and uh, as we mentioned, just two touchdowns or two interceptions rather. So. Uh, some good things happening all the way around on both sides of the ball. We're going to talk to uh, one of the defensive leaders for this team, Tamari and Wilson. After the break, stay with us. The Nathan Brown Show continues after this, live from Walk-Ons in Conway on Buzz 2 1067. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, where everything is made from scratch, bringing Cajun cuisine to life. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin on the Buzz Radio Network. Ball up for grabs, and it is intercepted at midfield. Miller with a poor choice, throwing one up for grabs, and it was, oh, T-Bird. Tamari and Wilson going up for it. That's the easiest pick of his career. That may be an exaggeration. Welcome back to Walk-Ons here in Conway. I don't know, we'll ask him. Uh, appreciate you being with us tonight. And uh, Tamari and Wilson getting the interception the other night. And so, T-Bird, how would you rate that as far as all the interceptions you've had? Was that one of the easier ones? Uh, I guess. I mean, I read I read the route because uh, the tight end stemmed me in and went out. So, I played the out and um, he just threw it up. I went up with one hand. I wasn't trying to, but, I mean, I came down with it. So, you sure did. Well, that was good. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to take anything away from you. I thought it was a very impressive play. But uh, he was under pressure a lot. Obviously, he was not very comfortable most of the night. He made a couple of really good throws against pretty good coverage, I thought, late in the game for them to score and get back into it. But uh, most of the night, you, you guys were laying the wood to him. You created negative plays. We talked about you guys and the, and the defense under Coach Stewart and, and the safeties playing closer to the line. Um, how has it been for you this year as far as that goes? I mean, being able to be aggressive, you like that? I mean, we just um, we just playing fast. And when you're playing fast, good things happen. So, Well, certainly uh, a lot of good things happened the other night. When you guys are creating negative plays and you got them kind of on their heels, how's that feel? I mean, you guys were in control for most of the night. 
I mean, the D-line controlled the game most of the game. Um, like, you got Logan Jessup, David Walker, you got Bradley Clark, and those guys playing playing great. All of our defensive line is playing great right now. So Yeah. You guys also uh, had a couple of chances to get off the field, and it looked like you had. Then you also, we thought, had another interception. When you've got calls that are not going your way uh, and some that are pretty tight, I want to ask you to criticize the officials. We'll do that. <laughs> but uh, how, how frustrating is that? Are you guys able to just kind of push it away and keep playing? I mean, you have to. It's part of football, so you just got to keep playing. Um, when you're playing defense, you're you going to get calls like that. you go get – like I try to tell Andrew, TD, all the corners, um, just just play. They, you got you to make them make a call. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd a lot rather them be aggressive, yeah. you know, in, yeah. in situations like that. And, look, you get a P.I., it's effort. You know, and, and TDs was obviously ticky-tack, in my opinion. Andrew had one down the field that – you know, give or take, half the time it's called, half the time it's not, and is what it is. I think that's the right approach that T-Bird and the guys take back there. How, how did the uh, in, the environment affect you with the weather, the altitude, any of that an issue for you at all? Uh, the altitude was, uh, I feel like um, I came off the sideline a couple times. I couldn't breathe, but, I mean, I stayed playing because I know the type of game we were just playing. So. Yeah. Did you hit the oxygen a little bit? A little bit. Did that help? <laughs> no, not really. Okay. <laughs> Psychological thing, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, defense especially, not that offense isn't, but defense especially is very um, very much about your attitude and sort of your, uh, I guess, your excitement level. Um, how did you guys, how do you felt like you guys handled it in the in the weather break? Uh, we was in there turning up. I ain't gonna, I had, we was in turning up. Uh, we was in uh, going to the, uh, the locker room yeah. before the fourth quarter. And, I mean, we, we all came out slow. Which I mean, it's what you kind of expect with the weather delay of probably about 45 minutes or so. Right. And um, defense had to step up with the last drive, and that's what you want in a great defense. What, yep. If you want to win ball games, your defense got to win a game. Yeah. Yep. What did you see on the two-point conversion play? Um. So four by one, we knew that it the equal sprint out. So mm-hmm. uh, the quarterback brought in number eight. They was trying to get number eight the ball. He brought him in. He was at number one receiver. He came to two, and he just ran an out route, five yard out. It wasn't open, so he held the ball, and he got pressure, and so he just had to throw the ball. So, yeah. And James made a good play. And then what about on the fourth down play? Uh, so they ran that play previously, and we ran we ran um, a good coverage to it, and um, he was trying to get the running back the ball, and I was playing I was playing the flats, and I wanted I wanted him to throw that one, and I was going <laughs> to pick that one too right there. I was going to sit the game right there. <laughs> It seemed like, you know, Coach, they, they rolled him a lot, and it seemed like when they rolled him, things didn't go particularly well. It seemed like he threw it a lot better from the pocket. No, but I'm just sitting here like, in, isn't it neat hearing the perspective? Of, I mean, remember the detail of both of those plays. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think what goes unnoticed a little bit, too, is, you know, you, don't, you aren't hearing the headset, but Coach Stacks, you know, you're, you get a two-point conversion play, and most of the time in coverage, you, 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 we're, we're working for man beaters, and that's exactly what they were doing. They were thinking man beaters, but Coach Stacks said, no, 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 we're going to zone them. I, I don't think they're going to be ready for a zone. So we just in and out and played, played, a, played a zone coverage down there tight, and it kind of threw the quarterback off. But, yeah, I, I think they felt like, and you, we're going to see this more and more, with our pass rush, you've got to move the pocket. You've got to move the pocket. But that's to our advantage. That means that half the field's taken away. So um, as long as D-Walk, Jessup, and Golday, and them boys keep getting to the quarterback, you're going to see different type protections. You're going to see them move the move the plane to the quarterback. So T-Bird and the guys got to get ready for that. Did you get a good look at the play, and we haven't talked about this yet, when, the one where the quarterback's getting hit and tackled, throws one up for grabs, and it lands 
in his receiver's hands, and the defender, I guess, takes kind of an awkward angle because the ball hung in the air forever, and he's able to score on it. I mean, we're all like, really? Is this is this the way it's going to be? Did you get a good look at that play? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a fluke play. I mean, it's part of the game. I post, I got to get the tackle. I got to make the tackle so to uh, make him play another down. Did so. you feel like maybe you guys were? We're cursed a little bit. I mean, it seemed like there was just a lot of weird things going against you guys. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's part of football. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it is. There's some weird things in those mountains. Man, yeah. there's no doubt. I mean, and road games are always a little bit tricky, right? I mean, that's just to be expected. All right, let's talk about this. You and I talked before the season, and we talked about certain things. And you said, I got a couple of games circled, and you, I think you mentioned like five teams. So this is one <laughs> of them, right? Semo's a game you guys felt like you got you let get away from me last year. And that's a really good team. You got a, an All-American running back. You got a really, really good quarterback who's been very effective this year, uh, but this is a game you guys definitely were looking forward to, right? Yes, sir. Um, I feel like we, we were supposed to win that game, and before halftime, they had scored the kickoff return. But we were supposed to, we were supposed to sky kick it, but number fourteen got it. He field returned it. I mean, um, I feel like that's when the game kind of got away. Yeah. When you're going into halftime, they got the momentum. They get the ball back coming out of halftime. It's just. When then defense didn't get a stop, I think they went down and scored that play too, that drive, and I feel like that's just that's 14 points swing right there. So. Right. Well, there's a lot on the line for you guys, obviously, to stay uh, stay sort of on on track, I guess, and and you obviously don't want to take another uh, another loss here, and especially on the strikes. What do you, how do you feel about being home for the month of October? It's a little weird, huh? I actually like that. Uh, yeah. I was tired of the plane rides, and <laughs> we got we had two of them um, in in the past three weeks, I guess. Yeah, right. And the Utah one is bad, kind of. But it was, I mean, hey. well, Bumpy didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't I like it either. I can be honest. With you. I, was, I didn't feel too great, but I wasn't gonna make a big deal about it. Uh, not to mention, we landed a little bit after five o'clock yeah, in the morning. Uh, so, what did you do Sunday? Try to recover. I'm still recovering right now. Yeah, it's tiring, man. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine for you guys playing a whole football game and then landing. You know, you guys didn't get in your beds until after six, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what what time did you get up Sunday? Um, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't get up late. It was around like. 11, 12, maybe. Wow. Okay, you didn't sleep a whole lot then. Yeah, I, I don't really try to get too much sleep. I try to, I try to, I try to be productive with my days. Yeah. yeah. So I know you're a big film study guy. Mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to watch any of the Red Hawks yet? I watched today a little bit. Um, I ain't really broke it down. I break it down probably tomorrow to see what they do in yeah. two by two, three by ones. That's what most of the times. But their favorite formation is trip swing split. So I break that down and see what they do with trip swing split. Gotcha. Well, good luck this week. Yes, sir. Appreciate the time. Yep. All right, that is T-Bird. Tamarian Wilson from Bryan, Arkansas. Good stuff there. And a big one, Coach. Got a star quarterback, star running back, and a big-time receiver who we've seen at two different schools yep. over the years in uh, Demaria Vicks. So we'll talk about all that coming up. 7.35, we're here at Walk-Ons at Conway. The show sounds good, I hope, but it tastes a lot better if you come here to Walk-Ons no and join us in person. So if you didn't make it tonight, hopefully you can make it next week or one of the shows down the road here. We'll take a break, come back in a moment. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show on Buzz 2, 106.7. Don't forget, we're live on YouTube, my YouTube and my Twitter, and also uh, the UCA Athletics YouTube page if you want to go there and watch the show. Uh, we need to start, like, showing the food off, I guess, a little bit during the show maybe i ate on my too quick shrimp and grits shrimp and grits how do you do go purple go gray go uca you're listening to the nathan brown show on the buzz radio network coming to you live from walk-on sports bistro and conway a great place to take the family or catch the game now back to coach brown and justin 
motion is James. And now they'll motion him back to the right side. They're going to throw it outside to him. Caught it on the run. 15-10. Five. Touchdown, Kyla James. Touchdown, Central Arkansas. Kylan James had himself a night on Saturday out in Utah. Had a lot of fun taking on the Thunderbirds. And uh, welcome back here to the Nathan Brown Show. Good to be here at uh, Walk-Ons always. And great to be here tonight and always fun after a win, Coach. This show is so much more fun after victories. And luckily, most of the time we do this, it is after a win. So uh, real quick thoughts on Southeast Missouri State. And we will get to the beef report coming up in a minute. But... uh, the overview, we kind of gave it going into the break. They got a really, really good quarterback, got a really, really good running back, and a really, really good receiver, and a pretty good defense, and obviously coming off a really good season. Yeah, they're talented. I mean, look, they they were picked to win the, the OBC conference. Um, I think they're 1-0 already in the conference. Um, you know, it starts starts and ends with, with their quarterback. I mean, he's a, he's a really good player. Uh, he was a sophomore All-American last year. Uh, he's big kid, 6'4", 220. Um, good arm. Gets the ball to his playmakers, but what makes him so special is he's great at extending plays. Doesn't take a lot of sacks. Uh, can get get him out of a mess on offense. And then and then you look at Geno Hess. I mean, he's their all-time leading rusher. I said I joked today in a, a Bearbackers luncheon. Uh, feel like he's in year eight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he's been there a long time, and I think he's a uh, he's already gone over four thousand yards for his career. So you know what his ability is. A very similar style to Darius and Kylan. A big, thick back. Uh, we're gonna have to wrap him up. We're gonna have to gang tackle him. Um, we're going to have to put him, get him on the ground because he's talented. Uh, he hadn't really got going yet this year just statistically, uh, which is kind of concerning because they might come in and try to establish that. Um, but, but look, it's, their offense is, is, is very, very talented, very explosive. And then on defense, they run, a, they run an odd front. They'll get, jump into some bear formation stuff on defense. Uh, you know, they, they're going to they're gonna come downhill and tackle. And that's what they did last year. They did a good job getting us on the ground. Uh, we've got to make some guys miss. And, uh, you know, I think last week was a good prep for us, just, just playing a really, really solid, sound tackling team. Uh, but, look, this is, a, this is a good group. They're, co- they're, they're coached well. Um, schematically, they're tough to prepare for. Um, but, look, we're fortunate uh, to get them, up, get them on the stripes and play at a home game. Yeah, 4,365 yeah. yards for us. It's, it's, it's obscene is what it is. And then uh, let's talk about Vic a little bit, Coach. Very special receiver, yes. about 100 yards a game. And started out at Missouri State, and you guys saw him up there. And then he transfers to SEMO and has had a lot of success uh, there as well. And a guy that you guys will have to account for, I would think, on every snap. Very talented, big physical receiver. Uh, you know, makes a lot of contested catches, good one-on-one player. Um, you know, they're going to give him a lot of shots. Uh, you know, their other leading receiver from last year, number one, uh, he's been out the last couple weeks with a with a hand injury or a wrist injury. Uh, we're fully expecting him to play. Um, you That's know, Fornoy. I, yeah, Fornoy. Uh, he's he's a good player. You know, we've, we 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 uh, he he's one that hurt us a little bit last year at times. Um, you know, but he's dealing with an injury, so we'll see how he how he handles it or if he plays. Um, but yeah, we're we're fully expecting them to be at full strength, and and obviously their O line does a good job giving their quarterback protection, and those receivers can make some plays. Uh, Vic coming off a career high, 135 receiving yards, two touchdowns against Eastern Kentucky. That was a wild game, yeah, coach, and they obviously are coming off a bye. But going back two weeks, that was a wild game that Eastern Kentucky pulled out, and I guess probably good for the conference, but. Yeah. Uh, Certainly doesn't diminish how good this team is. I'm still trying to figure out how they won it, and I've yep. watched that tape several times. And uh, you know they've lost two really close games to top 25 teams. I mean, EKU's been you know in and out of the top 25 this year. Uh, obviously, we know how talented EKU is. EKU got them got the win at home with a last second field goal as time expired. And really, the number six team in the country, Southern Illinois, uh, they were up on them by I think two scores in the fourth quarter. And so Southern Illinois chopped away and. 
you know, they, 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 they threw for a lot of yards and had a big night offensively, but turned the ball over four times, and SEMO took advantage of it. So um, they played a battle-tested schedule. Their other loss was to Kansas State. We obviously have a history of Kansas State, know how good that program is. Yeah. Um, so, look, they're, they're just like out of uh, – just like uh, – just like uh, – Southern Utah was, I mean, battle-tested. I mean, any SCS program at this point, uh, most of us have played a money game or two, and then you, you tend to play, a, a you know, a, a challenging SCS, you know, non-conference schedule, and that's exactly what SEMO's done. Yeah, no question. Um, they're going to be a tough out, I would think, here. At 4 o'clock kick again on Saturday on the Stripes, it's always going to be back home. And, you know, we were just talking to T-Bird, and it was a, it was a tough trip home. I mean, you get home after yeah. – I think that's the latest I've ever gotten back after a game – um, I mean, we did get back Sunday morning. It was almost time to basically read the paper and have some coffee, but I'm sure most of the folks at least took a little nap. But uh, does that take any toll on your team or get these guys rest up and okay the next day or two? Yeah, it, it's going to take a toll on you. I mean, it's, it's, it's like losing a day. I mean, it's like having a short week when you get back that late, right? I mean, so, so Sunday is a little different. We, you know, I, I gave our guys – uh, we got in at, 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 for treatment and, and got in with Dave Strickland and his staff and, you know, tried to get as healthy as we could and had a team meeting, cleaned up the film Sunday night, and we went out and got some got some stretching and some conditioning in with our guys. We didn't, Usually we'll get a, you know, 10, 15, 11 period practice, which go a little under an hour on Sunday evenings. We didn't practice um, just because, I you know, I felt like I needed to let our guys' bodies rest. But we got out, moved around, got a sweat. Um, but, you know, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday, we'll be on a normal schedule. Um, nothing these guys aren't, aren't used to. I mean, you, you go play EKU at 6 p.m. on a bus ride or Kennesaw at late on a, on a bus ride in the past or someone like that, you're still getting in at that time. So our guys are conditioned for that. They're resilient. They're 18 to 22 year old, two years old. They're, they're only young once. You know, they'll be fine. That's unfortunate. I'd love to be young again. Uh, let me talk about third downs. You guys were particularly good on third down the other night. You were pretty good on everything defensively against uh, Southern Utah, but 2 of 14, I think that's probably the best number just about for the year. Yeah, that's good. good uh, 31% for the year, I mean, is that you feel pretty good about that? Well, it's huge. I mean, look, we've in, in, in some of the third downs we've given up have been third and longs. I mean, you think about the Oklahoma State week, and, and we gave up two or three third and ten-plus, you know, uh, situations. So we've continued to get better. I think we're getting creative with our third down packages. Again, aggressive tacking style, uh, attacking style defense. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to man guys up. We've been able to do that. Our guy, our back end is held up with that. And really, uh, getting the quarterback to, you know, move in the pocket, you know, get him off his mark or get him on the ground, that's what's going to help as we continue to play third downs. You guys are 2-0 and now in conference, Coach. Nobody else is. Everybody's 1-0 and or worse. Um, you guys, you know, I don't use the term control your own destiny, but obviously you can't be better than undefeated in conference play. feel pretty good about it. This is a non-con game. Any different thought process going into this one? No, I mean you got to take it one week at a time. I mean, you, this is a big game as far as the the big picture. If you want to look at the big picture of things, um, you know, it, we accomplished what we needed to in September. Obviously, you'd like to win one of those two games we lost, either Oklahoma State or North Dakota State. Obviously, you know, very tough road games to go win in. Uh, but we handled our business at home. We were two and zero at home, and we stole one on the road. So now you're sitting at three and two, and you won the two that matter, the two conference games you want. And uh, so you're feeling really good about your September. And that's what's been our, our bug the last two years, really. If you look at twenty one, excuse me, twenty two and twenty one, our September started really slow. And so we had to play catch-up the rest of the year. So now we put ourselves in a position to be on the top of the mountain. We've put ourselves in a position to, to have, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, a little wiggle room. Uh, we've got to make sure we handle SEMO. If we handle SEMO, this is the game right here 
uh, that you go from two games to three games on, and that's a roll. That's yeah. not that's not a win streak. That's a roll. Now you get to three. Uh, now you can start feeling good about yourself, getting on a roll, uh, putting yourself in a position as far as national polls go, national attention, which all that matters at the FCS level. That's that's a big deal. You know, it's not like we got to get to six games to get to bowl eligible. This is there's 24 teams that get a chance to play in the playoffs, and so everything matters. It's not like we're sitting here scratching, fighting, scratching a claw to get bowl eligible. That's not how this works at our right. level. We got to find a way to win every week because that's going to put us in a position in, in mid-November to get a call whenever playoff selection comes. Okay, we're going to take the break. I got a couple other questions about uh, Southeast Missouri. Two-minute drill, beef report coming up in our final segment as well. So we got quite a bit to get to in our final uh, ten minutes or so. Stick around. We'll be right back and wrap things up here. From Walk-Ons and Conway, it's the Nathan Brown Show on Bus Talking Bear football tonight on the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway, and broadcasting live from their location at 955 South Amity Road. This one, a 21-yard chip shot from the left hash. Snap is back, hold is good, pressure on, kick is hammered through, and it is good. So the Bears do, in fact, extend the lead 29-14 with 10-28 remaining and a timeout on the field. Three out of four for Jake Gaster as part of a 29-27 win, Coach. And, you know, they say every point counts. Well, it certainly did the other night. Unfortunately, missed one, climbed it off the upright. But uh, three out of four was certainly important. And uh, he is a guy that is, I got to think, kicking with a lot of confidence right now. Yeah, and and I think. Considering the elements, you take three out of four any any day of the week. I mean, and those people that weren't there don't understand it, or even if you weren't weren't even sitting on the sideline, understand. I mean, that was a that was a stiff wind, and even and I think people think, well, he's got the wind; it's easy. Well, so, man, that wind throws everything off. It throws off your trajectory, throws off your timing. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's behind you or in your face. Um, what I was pleased was he knocked one in, uh, you know, with the wind straight in his face. He knocked two in with the wind behind his back. So uh, Jake's, Jake's a weapon. He's consistent, man. And we just, you know, he he, he, he obviously mishit one and, and, and it hit off the upright, which that's unfortunate. But, man, he was – if we didn't have him the other night, he counted for 11 points. We, we, we lose the ballgame. No doubt. Uh, what happened on the PAT? Uh, it was uh, it, it, again. It was a it was a situation where it was obviously the elements. It was windy. It was uh, the ball was wet. I think the snap was a little low, and we just kind of didn't get. He kind of got had, had to kick the laces a little bit, and it threw his timing off. Uh, so it, it, a little unfortunate, but again, we'll get it corrected. I mean, typical media guy, right? You're like, uh, oh, the, the extra point. You mean all the ones he made, or the, just the one that he missed? Because he made a whole bunch of them yeah. too. I mean, is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Good job, Jake. It's good. I mean, they, a lot more good than uh, any kind of negativity out of that. I will say this too. Let's talk about kickoff strategy real quick yeah. on both both sides. Tough. So I want to ask about your strategy, and then also, obviously, 
I don't think it's been lost on anybody that you got some dangerous return dudes because yeah. they're not giving Gerard much of a shot. And on kickoff, they're not giving Christian or Shunderic much of a look either when he was in there. I, I think that's one of the most frustrating things right now is is we know what our return game has the potential to be, and we just haven't had the chance. We played five games, and uh, really other than North Dakota State, we haven't had a shot, you know, and, and specifically Gerard on punt returns. I mean, he's either getting, you know, rugby-style rolling kicks. Obviously, the other night, Elements, you know, had a little bit to do with that, but you know, we hadn't had him get an opportunity to really catch one clean and go make a play, and that's it'll come. I, I know it's going to come, and when he gets his chance, I know he's I know he's just biting at the biting at his teeth to get that opportunity. And obviously, the other night, you know, my strategy was look, we're we're going we're going we're going to test him early. We kicked it deep. We kept him inside the twenty five, I think, twice. Uh, we 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 skied a couple times as well, which uh, that was strategic as well. Um, and then when we had the win, we obviously kicked it to the back of the end zone, and that that was big. But man, the unfortunate thing was in the fourth quarter, I had no win, and that that sucks. Yes, that, that was a bummer. Probably would have maybe done that a little bit you different. Know, and, and I think that's unnoticed. I mean, we we played three quarters with those elements, and, and we were in, wind in our face for two of those three because I took the win for the fourth quarter, thinking, man, if we need a big kick or we need, you know, they're going to have to punt into that wind, and, and, and then we take that hour delay, and, and it's like dead calm. Yeah. That was, <laughs> perfect that was, night, perfect Utah night at that point. It, it was a weird deal. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube tonight, I want to point out that Coach and I are on uh, one camera and our food model – uh, young Mr. Brown is uh, checking out all the waffle fries. They're obviously pretty good. You can see our players on that that camera as well. But I think uh, Luke would give a thumbs up to the waffle fries. Pretty good. All right. And doesn't hate the uh, the burger. Looks like, uh, from what I hear, he may be following in Dad's footsteps a little bit at uh, playing under center, huh? I think he's getting his first start at quarterback tomorrow. That's so exciting. We'll see what happens. Well, uh, developed. did you start as a running back? Me? Yeah. Because uh, he he's been a running back yeah, at this point. Yeah, 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 running back, receiver, kind of wherever the ball's going. He yeah. does a good job with that. He's, I, your, he's your Kylan James. I think I, yes, I think I started out. I did start at quarterback on offense, and then, I, but I, play, I like playing defense. I was a linebacker in seventh grade. That's okay. why I didn't start till seventh grade, so he's he's ahead of me. I thought you were going to tell me you were a really slow corner. Oh, I'm definitely that. I'm definitely that. Hey, but I'll have some ball skills now. I bet. I believe it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do our quick uh, beef report brought to you by the Arkansas Beef Council. Obviously, uh, Luke is sampling some beef here tonight at uh, at Walk-Ons. Perfect timing, Luke. Good work. Redbirds 1-3, and three, but, again, don't get it twisted. This is a really, really talented team. For those who watched this game last year, it was one of the more frustrating ball games. Uh, they're coming off a loss to EKU, 41-38. Like you said, they got scored 17-7 in the fourth. Uh, they got out gained by about 100 yards, but they rolled up over 400 yards of offense, and their quarterback had a huge day, 31 of 43, 358, three touchdowns in a loss, mind you, yeah. and Vic had a career day too. So plenty to be concerned about, and this is a, a guy who's averaging nine catches a game and almost 100 yards a game. He's got four touchdowns on the season. Do you do anything specific to him to try to take him out of it? Well, I think you can. I mean, but but look, they're, they're a good enough team, and they've got a ton of talent other than just him. And so, you know, to me, it's about it's about getting the quarterback down. If we get our hands on this kid, we have got to get him down. We didn't do a good job of that last year. Uh, he extended too many plays, and uh, and that's tough. I mean, look, we the Southern Utah's quarterback wasn't quite as mobile as this kid's going to be. This kid's a big, physical young man. Uh, and, and look, if we can make them one dimensional, in other words, let's stop Geno Hess like we've done the last two weeks with the teams we played. Uh, it's going to make it more difficult on the quarterback. You put him in a third and long situation where you can pin your ears back, you know, put your third bound packages in. Uh, then we'll have a better chance. So first and second down is going to be key for our defense on Saturday evening. Somebody's having a birthday here, having some fun. Let's get to our two-minute drill. We're running tight on time. So, Coach, this is a legit two-minute drill. we got to hustle. Let's go. What do you do after a big win? How do you celebrate a big victory? Man, I go straight home. I eat a Papa John's pizza and uh, and watch whatever game's on. <laughs> I like it. How about after a tough loss? Uh, I sulk for a minute 
at the stadium in my office, and then once I get out of the office, I try to leave it there. Tell me you go home and eat a Papa John's pizza, and I watch whatever game is on. I usually don't eat. I, I, I'm, a, I'm not. I'm, a, I'm not a stress eater, so I usually don't eat till the, the Sunday night after. So. Okay. So I, yeah. if you win, you want to eat, and if you lose, you don't. Absolutely. Really. I'm weird like that. Okay. Well. I do the same thing after both, too, but it's not eat a Papa John's pizza. Uh, what would you say is the most overrated sports movie? Is there a sports movie most people like that you're like, eh, I could do without it? Man, I, so I'm – I think the my favorite movie, sports movie of all time is Rudy. Okay. And, and I think the most overrated one, uh, don't get mad at me, remember the Titans. You do? I do. I don't I, – I, it's overplayed. It's not played enough in my book. What do I know? Uh, okay, let me ask you this then in that, in that same thing. It's a good movie, though. It is a great one. It's good what fictional character would you start at quarterback if you if you're in a pitch? All your quarterbacks are ill. They all got COVIDed out. Yeah. You, you got to let take, me think for a second. You got Sunshine. I'm gonna give you options: okay, Sunshine, okay. Uncle Rico, Johnny Utah, Flash Gordon, uh, Paul Blake, who was Scott Bakula, necessary roughness, came in as an old guy. I know you like old quarterbacks. Or what about Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday? Man, Willie Beeman, he, that's it's hard to beat him. Pretty good one. Yeah, I like Sunshine. Though. I figured you go with the old but guy. I'm, I'm, yeah, like Tom I mean, Brady. Yeah, I mean. Give me Paul Blake, the experienced guy. He's like 40. Yeah, I no, guess. No? Okay. Uh, that's it. Look at that. You, you, <laughs> you got it done in a quick hurry there. Yeah. Man, I remember the Titans. That's going to be yeah, tough know, to swallow. Know, wow. That's like talking about a dead dog or something. Jeez. I, okay. It all evens out, doesn't it? That was, yours. that was your bad this time. All right. So, all right. Let's get ready here. 4 o'clock again, 3 o'clock pregame. Uh, I think everybody knows what the situation is. It's a really great team. And, uh, again, that's not me blowing smoke at 1-3. Look at what they've done, who they played. And uh, look at what happened last year. Again, this is an incredibly talented team, and they're they're playing for their season. It's a big game, man. Saturday's a huge game for us. It's a huge game for our season. It's a huge game for our uh, opportunity for our program to play an out-of-conference game against a really talented program. Well, all I know is I heard if you win, uh, Luke gets to eat pizza after the game. So that sounds like a good thing to me. Oh, yeah. Let's get a victory. No doubt. All right, we can come up here, and uh, we'll eat some more waffle fries. It'll be fine, too. Thanks to our friends here at Walk-Ons. Coach, great job. Thanks to the guys. Good luck this week, fellas, and uh, appreciate you tuning in tonight. We'll join you next week. Recap it on the Nathan Brown Show next Monday here from Walk-Ons, and uh, join us over on the Stripes on Saturday. Support those Bears against the Red Hawks of Southeast Missouri. Red Hawks. There you go. We always know who our, our opposing mascot is. We'll join you next week. Good night, everybody. The Nathan Brown Show has been presented live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and brought to you in part by Moik's RV, Fairfield Inn & Suites, HD Roofing & Construction, Highland Dairy, and La Quinta Inn & Suites Conway.